You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Tell me you love me. I need a good laugh. I'm holy water. You need a good bath. Whiskey and perfume. You had a nightcap. Now how about that? I've got a new friend. A perfect stranger. He's got a bullet with your name in the chamber. I'm body organ. Rearranger. You feel my with J-Dubs and Rocky. And Nora. We're broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Rock in Royal Oak, Michigan. Be sure to find us at podcastdetroit.com. What time is it? It's Nooner time. Better bring me a mirror. You be quiet. Hello. Happy hump day. Hello. Hello, everyone. We're back. We missed you guys. Yes, we did. We really did. What did we do, Jackie, this summer? Yeah. Let's talk about our bucket list this summer. Nora? Well, I, my bucket list. Raise your hand first. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Call me, call me. Well, you know, my trip back to St. Thomas. Yes. That was like. You mean the one that you um, were supposed to go for yeah. like a short yeah, time and you <laughs> went yeah, all one. around and the for like a long time. Yeah. And where's Nora? I'm following. It was you like on where's Facebook. Waldo? Right? Yeah, yeah. Where's Nora now? There. So yeah, that was that yeah. was that was it. That oh, was that wonderful. was um, three weeks. Wonderful. And then my forty year class reunion that um, oh I actually missed. Oh, you did what? I missed it because oh, I had to went. go to a funeral. So, oh, that's right. But I did go to the tailgate, and the tailgate was awesome. As was always, it? you should have been a wildcat. <laughs> I have to say, you know, yeah. we were talking about this what like last week. I told, I was telling you, I was like, I feel like a sociopath because <laughs> I have no like, yeah, like you don't go. I don't. I have no connection to anything in my past. You know, like, my gosh, but you know, I sent you an article. Which I'm sure you probably didn't open and read. <laughs> no. Right. That's what I, I will, though. Yeah, yeah. No, you won't because it's like 50 <laughs> articles ago. But it was the mu- – I'm thinking it was – was it Lady Gaga? Maybe, I don't – maybe it wasn't her, but it was another really popular female musician who said she has – Yeah, same thing. Like doesn't remember I don't remember any. one mm-hmm. and I don't – like I, I'm annoyed when people sit and are like, "Do you remember this in person in high school?" I'm like, "No." If I was relevant, I would remember it, and oh. I like, <laughs> I don't care. Like, well, you know. you know what? It's so funny because I think the younger, Bert, you know, people yeah. that are out of high school yeah. for like you know ten years, or yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. they when we were coming up, it was like our class was huge. You know, I had like I think it was over like 500 people. Wow. wow. And you know, we were. It was all about community. Mm-hmm. Now it's not. Nobody exactly. really cares. Yeah, about there's no connection now no. because yeah. it's all on yeah. Yeah. social right. media. Right, right. That's else. the difference. Yeah. Yeah. That's but the I difference. mean, I feel like social media wasn't that. Like it was the, like emerging when I was in high oh, school. It wasn't yeah, that's so true. relevant that's like true. it is now. So in other words, you had no connection. <laughs> I had no connection. No connection <laughs> on the internet in real life. <laughs> just don't have connection. I, yeah, but it's like even just like reminiscing about <laughs> things that I. Like enjoyed in the moment, I'm yeah, like yeah. I just have no desire to even yeah. you know yeah like and I'm like I feel because like <laughs> even like my sister John Paul will say you know yeah like oh this was so fun when we did this and I'm like I don't remember doing that yeah. I don't remember being there <laughs> yeah. and I don't remember it being fun like wow. I don't you know and it's like she I feel kind of guilty you because she does the same thing well yeah, I like, feel mm-hmm. guilty because I'm like I know I have beautiful I had a beautiful childhood like I had all these amazing things that I did and like. 
One, I don't remember. And two, when they do pop back up, I'm like, eh, it's fine. It's over now. You know what I mean? Like, I moved I think on. We should, I think we should hypnotize her. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'd be so, afraid. Yeah. But you wouldn't know because you'd be hypnotized. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't so. matter. I think because, like, I'm like that with, I don't take pictures, really. You know, I don't I'm, take I'm really pictures. And like, when I do take yeah. them, I have no idea where they go over there. I don't develop <laughs> the anything. They go to the cloud. No, I'm serious. I'm so bad she with that have kind a cloud of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's actually okay. A this cloud is so funny. Over my head. <laughs> there's uh, there's a uh, in the office. There's a girl who has a, the like the old disposable cameras, yeah, uh-huh. and then she just throws it away when she's taking the picture. <laughs> she goes, "It's not as good as a digital camera because you never get to see the pictures you take." And like that's like you, know, you take I'm all these me, pictures and you throw laughing. them away. I'm laughing, and it, it's like I found like. The disposable cameras, mm-hmm. like years and years ago, in like in a drawer that like you never got developed. Yeah, oh my like, gosh! Like, oh, uh, I, I have a ton of stuff like that. <laughs> oh my! All the little um, the, what are the cards? Little yeah, the SD cards. cards. Yeah, yeah. Oh, memory yeah. cards. Yeah, I mean, That's can you so even funny. go but get see, them developed? I don't, I don't yeah. really care about them. I had a friend yeah, in see, St. I don't Thomas, either. and she. Oh my goodness, she. Barbie, hi Barbie. She was Aww. she would take pictures of everything. Her phone was full, and her husband was like, "You know, if you delete some pictures," and she's like, "No, I don't. Yeah. I, I need all of these wow. pictures." Yeah, I mean, every time she's like, "Let's any- take a picture," and I'm like. I don't want to take a picture. I don't think there's anything wrong with that and wanting to relive the beautiful moments. You know what I mean? I and mean, like, I don't either. But, but, but what I'm saying is like kind of going back to what you say that you don't remember things doesn't mean that you didn't enjoy them. Because like yeah. Yeah. I take pictures because I enjoy it, but I really don't care to right. develop them. Yeah. Look at them. Yeah. Like I'm not one to sit and uh, look at a, a vacation. Yeah. And stuff like no, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, I enjoyed it for the moment. We're at, we're moving on now. Like, yeah. <laughs> you just sit back. And yeah. honestly, it me nuts when people do that too. Yeah. Like, they give me all their stuff to look at. It's like, that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it oh, happened. Like, so when on, I gave you, you know? all my stuff that time, you really did. Yeah. Yes, I was annoyed with you. Okay. This was your vacation. Looks nice. That's great. That's you sitting over here, and here you are smiling over here. (laughs) Here you are. (laughs) But I was pretty, wasn't I? Oh, you're always pretty. Okay, thanks. Beautiful. (laughs) Even when you're not on vacation. Okay, thank you. Thanks, That's all you needed to hear. Such a sweet So anyway, back to our bucket list. So you had your three-week vacation. I did. Tailgating, so. Yeah, um, yeah. You're still doing the working out and the skating. Yeah, and well, stuff? you know, when I went down to Alabama for the funeral, yeah, I did something to my sciatic oh, nerve. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. So I haven't been able to work out like I want to. Have you gone to the doctors or? I haven't because I hate doctors. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> and I hate medicine and I know yeah. they're going to give me some muscle relaxers and I don't want that. So what I'm going to take is turmeric. You know, turmeric oh, is yeah, good yeah. for your mind. So mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I, I've been doing that. that. I just started taking it yeah. a couple of days ago. So oh, really? I'm, I'm hoping that's going to ease up and then yeah. I can get back into it. I heard that's it. really good. But, what about you, Rocky? Bucket um, list. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've done like a lot this summer like i mean for as much as like we've worked and we've been so busy at the pizzeria yeah um yeah we had a great vacation up north i am a little disappointed because i did not i wasn't as athletic <laughs> in the water as i wanted to be <laughs> well what does that mean i you couldn't swim five miles well like you did that before? i couldn't do oh. no matter what but okay. i was excited this year because last year i learned how to wakeboard so this oh. year i was like i'm gonna get up we're gonna wakeboard and i'm gonna be great this year because last year I couldn't figure out what my dominant leg was. So I kept getting up and I would get up for a second. I'd be like, this doesn't feel right. And I could get up. And then I would, by the time I actually figured it out, I was so tired that I didn't even get to have a good run. So I thought this year I'm going to kill it. You know, I did not kill it. I got killed <laughs> instead and I got bruises everywhere from oh, like, wow. yeah. So no. So I was a little disappointed. You tried though. I did try. And then so I was like, all right. Good. I was like, I took the weight. They were like, okay, you're done. And I was like, no, one more time. Will you try next year? One more time. Well, That's I'm hoping good. I'll at least get out one more time this year okay. and I'll be able to, it, I just want to get up for like five seconds. I know I'm not going to be an extreme athlete, but mm-hmm. you know it's just the only well, athletic well, see, thing don't I'm say capable that. of. Don't, so. don't put that in your head. Just say I'm going to do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that's yeah. And like John Paul's yeah. just like you're you're exhausted. Like you don't even know how tired you are because you were just like you were not even like I was like literally like <laughs> <laughs> just like letting go immediately. Like, but yeah. You're so over. it was good. It was a fun anyway, time, all right. What about good. You, well, it's yeah. funny because when you were talking, I was thinking to myself. Okay, what am I going to talk about? Why did I bring this up? Yeah. <laughs> well, you were at the same vacation. Um, vacation yeah. So, yep, so yeah, good. what was your highlight <clears throat> of it? Uh, Watching highlight. her fall? <laughs> no, she wasn't there for that. <laughs> uh, just relaxing on the boat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, having great weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I haven't been on the boat, by the way, if anyone's wondering. Oh, well, oh you're yeah. invited. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
You are invited. invited. Well, to do a nooner day. And the- they always say I'm invited, but they never tell me when they're going. <laughs> <laughs> they do that to me, too, so don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. Listen, with the weather this year, we hardly went. Yeah, we did. I so, know. I think you know, outside of up north, we only you guys one took time. The like, yeah, yeah. Two, two, that's it, because the weather was terrible. Yeah. So. Oh, well. So, oh, well. Yeah. All right. Anyway, anyway, so we are back We're with – I, I, did really miss the show though. I, mean, I did too. I, when we pulled up, I was like, "It's still here." I know. We um, normally we just take like a couple weeks off, yeah. and this time we took the summer off we because needed to. we did. Yeah. We had too many other things going on, and um, God, I, it was like, "Oh my God, I cannot wait to get back and get re-energized." And I'm excited to say that we're almost booked for the the rest of the year. I think Yay. we have like one opening, maybe yeah. or two, which yeah. we actually have. Um, people in a waiting list. Yeah. So that's cool. I yeah, know. That's exciting. The nooner I do have to say, um, yes. before we move on to our amazing guest, though, uh, I did something really cool last week. You did? Um, I did. I went, so I, okay, this is really weird. Okay. I'm, I gave a little bit of this backstory. <gasps> oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Okay. You do. So, uh, one of the girls that works for oh, us, yeah. um, started telling me about her best friend's aunt who owns a salon in Goodrich, Michigan. And she starts telling me about it. And I'm like, you know, we're just making conversation, you know, it's mm-hmm. whatever. So she starts telling me about this event that her aunt's doing. She's doing makeovers for women who have been like victims of human trafficking and domestic violence. So wow. we start talking and I was just kind of like, wait a minute, hold the phone. What are you doing? So she starts telling me the, all the details. I was like, okay, I've got to be part of this. Like whatever. So I weasel my way in <laughs> and then, um, I go every month. I have a standing appointment, lunch, lunch date with, um, my old boss at the gym, Marsha. And so we, she says to me in the morning, she was like, Hey, let's go to Goodrich and have lunch today. I was like, all right, that's fine. So I wasn't sure how far away it was. So I left early, which I never do. And I go, which and by the way, you should back up and say you always <laughs> have lunch in Davis. Yes. We always like have lunch. You never, in you've we never always had go to either Black Rock or Lucky's. That's yeah. like, it's like our staple mm-hmm. thing. Those are the two places we always yeah. go to have lunch. And so she's like, let's meet in Goodrich today. I was like, all right, that sounds good. So, uh, we go to Goodrich and I'm there early, which I'm always late, at least five minutes. So, um, <laughs> so I go and I pull up and I'm sitting there and there, I'm sitting in front of the salon. And so I text the girl and I said, Hey, what's the name of the salon that, you know, your friend's aunt owns and you know, what's her name? And so she gives me, uh, the owner's name. Her name's Lisa. And I was like, okay. So I think I said, I'm going to pop in really quick and just see if she's here. So it was a Monday. So I pop in and uh, I open the door for this little kid who comes running in after me and I ask one of the girls there, I was like, is Lisa here? She's like, no, she's not here. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll come by a different day. The little boy goes, Lisa's my mom and she's out in the van right now. She's <laughs> off on Mondays, but she had Clearly literally just Clearly that kid's stopped. not trained yeah. to deal with solicitors. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause mine would be like, um, like no, no, my mom's not she here. She doesn't even own it yeah. anymore. Yeah. No, we don't even yeah. know. She took off with some pool boy like five years yeah. ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, so I was like, okay so it was just the weirdest like i'm never never early i'm never in goodrich and she doesn't work on mondays it was just like the weirdest thing so i you know i was meant to be it was meant to be so i went Mm -hmm. and talked to her and i said you know she told me about this event you're having i would love to be a part of it and like you know just whatever way i can help and um so we ended up i went and uh went to Alta and they donated some stuff for gift bags That's and some awesome. products and stuff. And it was just a really, really cool event. They ended up doing it on site. Um, they had like 12 women uh, who were part of this organization. It's called Beauty for Ashes. It's in Flint. Um, it was just a really, really awesome Boy, you were, thing that they um, did. I was you, you, it, like that really just, you were so emotional that day. I know, when you I'm came home, she yeah. was like crying. And yeah. It was just it really, really, really just, amazing. Mm-hmm. Like some of the women were telling me, you know, like one lady, so I, I helped out and I dropped the bags off and then I just stayed for a little bit and I did nails because that's where they needed to be. And um, so one of the women was, you know, telling me she was like, she always had acrylic nice nails on and then but she was in an abusive relationship and you know it was just like this like the things that she was like telling me and opening up to me about it was just really crazy and you know just like in some of the women there were you know in that industry you know some of them were there because they were trafficked and you know forced into that lifestyle and others were there by choice or whatever but it it was just like it was really like I was really emotional about it because I was like, all of these women were just innocent children at one point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, how did this happen right. to their lives? And it's just, it was really, really, and then just the, 
the compassion from the people of the organization and just the love and uh, was really overwhelming. But wow. even though you you were you were feeling some type mm-hmm. of way, it's really good that um, it's a good feeling when you can give back. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, when mm-hmm. you can, you feel like you've done just your little part. Yeah, yeah. You know, of this yeah. whole. And speaking of the back to school rally, yes, oh, this yeah. Saturday, yes. hair studio, yes, it's from eleven to two. Yep. And the kids will get free backpacks, and it has supplies in it, and food, and fun. Yeah. And so, boxy how, stuff how many years has this is this the been eighth going annual? On? Wow. Yeah. Wow. And there are ninety two kids. Or 92 how does kids, that work? They'll take ninety two. It's it's um, DZ um, ninety two point seven is one of the sponsors. Okay. So that's where the ninety two kids come. Oh, in. okay. And, and it's every year. It's ninety two kids. First come, first serve. Yes. Like I worked at last year, there was just a line of people. Yeah, because they wow. get there like so it starts at eleven, but they're usually it's a cool there event. like like at eight o'clock in the morning, wow. yeah. lining up then. So you know they come in and the the boys will get haircuts and the girls will get like um, shampoo and blow dries. Yeah, wow. that's amazing. Yeah. All getting ready yeah, that for school. Amazing. That's yep. really amazing. And they just get to do fun, and it's so and then funny because you, like you do their hair. And yeah, stuff we like have that. all kinds of vendors, mm-hmm. but wow. you do you do the hair, and then and then they go out and get the bounce house, and it's like that's the that's funny cool, part. But though. I love doing wow. it. This is yeah. my second year doing it. Yeah. Wow, I love it. It's yeah. a lot of fun. That is and I like to give back. So yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. You're a, you're you're a big part of the Flint community. You yeah, I there. try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I try wherever I'm needed. Mm-hmm. I try yeah. to go. Yeah, yep. that's awesome. Yep. Awesome. So yeah. Wow. All it was, right. It was a crazy, crazy week. But I got to give a huge shout out to them. Lisa from Salon Four Six Five. Yeah. And uh, uh, Beauty for Ashes and Alta and Lapierre. They just um, they all partnered up and just did like an amazing amazing event. So it was it was pretty great. That's really cool. It really is. Yes. Yay. <laughs> All right. Well, we're back now with our... Back and better than ever. That's right. <laughs> oh, well, speaking of better than ever, we did change our logo we a little. Did. So we have to update everything. We have yeah. a really cool new logo, thanks to Julie Hayes. Yes. And um, But it's still called The Nooner Show, but we changed the logo and... Um, we're working on blogs, and we're going to start doing Facebook Live every show. Rocky's thrilled. That's uh-huh. her job. Ooh, so, ooh, hey, Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> so, I actually have to get ready. Yeah, you do. <laughs> the thing with uh, being on the radio is that you got to wear your pajamas. I, I feel you the excitement. Still, you yeah. can still wear <laughs> your pajamas. It's palpable. Okay, right. I'm still wearing my pajamas. You Forget can still it. do I'm that. Matter of fact, you aren't we doing a pajama show? Yeah, I think we are. I thought we were. Yeah. Okay. okay. Not anytime soon. <laughs> Put that on the bucket list. <laughs> All righty. So, you ready for our guest here? Sure. Whoop, whoop. We're just back, so. <laughs> you are listening to The Nooner Show. We appreciate your support, and we hope you get inspired to take your leap of faith. Don't forget to subscribe to The Nooner Show wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us... Um, on Facebook at The Nooner Show or on Instagram also at The Nooner Show. And our show today is sponsored by The Parlor in Hadley, Michigan, a music-themed pizzeria where pizza rocks. And from the makers of Dope Water, you can be anything. If you can be anything, why not be dope? Ooh. This segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique interesting, and most of all, inspiring. It's funny how we think we know someone based on the life we see them in, yet we never know what so many successful people had to go through to achieve their level of success. Our guest today is an inspiring example of having the courage and determination to change the narrative of their life by changing their mindset. Growing up in a household where negative information was not permitted for discussion and it had to be kept a secret, Christy Walker found herself filled with resentment and confusion confusion she had married at the age of 17 to a young man who she described as another wounded animal one month into her marriage she was pregnant however the marriage didn't last and christy found herself as a young single mother while the secrets and struggles of her past were mental obstacles she was determined to create a different life for her daughter she committed to taking care of herself with self-love and truth. The journey was difficult, but it changed the pathway. Today, Christy is a successful manager and highly respected citizen in her community. 
president of her local chamber. She's very involved with many other organizations. She found true love and is recently married. And how she got out of her own way to create the life she was always dreamed of. She's here today today to tell us how she became the ultimate boss babe. Man, you guys gotta prop me all the time. I'll just follow you around. Every time you walk into a room, I'll like do a special intro. I love it. I love it. All rise. Well, welcome. Yeah, thank you. Welcome. You're our first guest. Yeah, what an honor. Season. Where are the balloons and the confetti? I know. know. I'm gonna step it up. Your job. Oh, okay. I was gonna take responsibility, but I'm gonna let that happen. Yeah, just. Stop um, I'm going to be honest. I was so excited when yeah. they told me that you were going to be on the show because, I mean, yeah. I've known you right. for a while now. And I I mean, I just always, like I know you from, you know, your work and and just being a part of the community that we live in. Yeah. And I've always respected you, you Thank know, you. so much. And so, you know, when she was kind of telling me a little bit of the backstory, I was like, are we talking about yeah, the, the same, same person? person? Right, because yeah. that does not sound I'm like. And so I'm just really excited that you're here yeah. today to really tell us because you are incredible. And so well, right. I'm very excited that Thank we kind of right. get to dig into this a little bit. Ditto, Ditto to all of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah same thing. Yeah. So I, I found this really cool quote. I had to uh, print this off because it sort of reminded me of this. But the quote is. Now, every time I witness a strong person, I want to know what darkness did you conquer in your story? Mountains do not rise without earthquakes. Wow. Yeah. So I I thought this was fitting. And it was sort of the same thing when I first met you, Christy. Um, You know, I had a figure or I thought, you know, I, I knew what your life was all about. You know, just the perfect, safe road, typical, get go to college, get your degree, come successful, get, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then when you started telling me your story, I was like, whoa, <laughs> wait a minute. So how did you end up going this way and not that way? You know, because the truth is that your story is very similar, unfortunately, to a lot of, you know, young girls, young guys. Um, not everybody has a easy path. You know, most people don't. At some point in their life, they struggle. But there's a lot of people that grow up with a, um, in a household, especially back then where the, the open communication didn't exist, you know. Um, so let's give us a little bit of the backstory before we get to how you change the, the, the ending of the story. It's not over, but you're changing it. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. I usually tell people I've been a survivor since the day I was born. Wow. I was due January 20th, born February 5th at four and a half pounds. Wow. So I was wow. considered a preemie. And I, I was allergic to milk. I had to be on cereal and Kool-Aid. Mm. Um, so right from the beginning, I've been, I've been fighting. I think it's just in my DNA, but, um, in, in my house growing up, there was a lot of yelling. Um, my, I am a product of divorce, but I didn't know my biological father. My mom remarried. I thought that man was my father for a short time. Uh, turns out he wasn't. And her narrative of what happened in their divorce became a huge shaping, influence in how I saw myself because there was always conflicting information and my mom didn't want to talk about it. She was very closed off. I was telling uh, you earlier, excuse me, that, you know, he was transgender. And in 1973, when I was born, um, that wasn't an open topic for discussion. Right. 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 Um, And so, you know, my my mom's parents, you know, she had two brothers who were Vietnam War vets and a grandfather that served in the world like they were manly men mm-hmm. so there was a lot of closed off stuff well yeah i mean can you imagine yeah. that time yeah. we're talking about the 70s yeah right and, and mom was married five times wow yeah and uh so you start to form your picture of yourself based on that information right that you're mm-hmm. receiving <clears throat> and uh mine unfortunately was not the best image and then i was getting bullied in school on top of it um, and so my self-esteem is really, really low. I don't even know why I'm on this earth, um, but still trying to figure it out. And so my search really became because I wanted to stop hurting. Wow. So now how old were you around that time? Like when you started like wanting to know answers from your mom and she didn't really. Probably uh, from, I would say, seven till mm. probably about 13 when we had our biggest blow up about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until I was 23 and found him that I was able to take her story and his story and put it together and come up with I what I determined to be the truth. 
Oh, wow. okay. Right? Because the thing about truth is there's your per- your perception and my perception and what happened. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and we see everything through our own filters. Right. <clears throat> right. Right. So even though my journey is my journey, other people might not always see it that same way, but right. it's the path that I walk to get where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, that's that's really how I got started. And so I was constantly trying to find a way to stop stop hurting. And I was always very conscious. I don't know why. I could not understand at the earliest age why people were mean to each other for the sake of being mean. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. why do you believe wow. somebody else? Yeah. So I was very conscious of that um, and, and trying to find ways to stop that, which led me to want to help other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know if anybody's familiar with, like, codependency or the 12-step program. Um, I recently started reading that book and discovered that my path was actually working the steps I didn't even know I was working. While so, doing wow. so when you were getting bullied in school, you were how old again? Like, um, from probably third grade all third. the way till I dropped out of high school so, in, at 15. So you started wow. figuring, saying to yourself why, when you were in high school, why would people be so mean to you? Oh, I was, it, I was way younger. Said, yeah. I mean, the first, uh, first time I got bullied was kindergarten. They called wow. me spider legs. Wow. Mm. And it, it progressed all the way through. Um, so I've always been very conscious of bullying and not being mean to other people for the sake mm-hmm. of being mean to other people um, and trying to find a way to get other people. I always figured if somebody just understood, mm-hmm. if so, you just understand why I'm that yeah. way, you won't, you'll like mm-hmm. me more. You won't yeah. treat me that way. So, so the ba- backstory is you're, you're, you're getting bullied and yet in your household, that's also in just it's, like there's nobody to go to. You don't know who's telling the truth. You don't know what's happening. No, because every yeah, your, the people your, that you're trusting to give you the information and guide you, uh, because their information is conflicting, you see everything that they do as suspect. And I was also um, being sexually abused by a family member at that mm-hmm. time. So by the time I got into the bus in my high school year, and I have this memory very clearly sitting at at 15 in the pier thinking I'm not going to survive my high school experience mm. wow. that I would not be alive when it was over. Wow. And now I'm here to tell you my story. So like that's um, when we talked, I said, you know, so I, I want to be able to reach out to that girl that was me right. or that boy. If it's a boy, that's cool too. Mm-hmm. Right. And because I never felt so alone as I did in that time period. And I, I just want, if somebody's out there listening that that's going through similar things, I want them to stop and know that you can make it better. And, and, you can make it better. You don't have to wait for somebody else to come make it better for you. You can do it yourself. How wow. How do you make it better? Like, take us back to when you decided to make it better. Mm. That was going to be my question, too. Well, the the first time that I really started to feel like I had value was when I met uh, my daughter's father. Um, and, and again, he was a wounded soul like myself. But he was the first person I felt that truly saw me as somebody who had value. And so I put all of my eggs in his basket. Mm. I and you all, were 17, I was right? 15 when oh, I met 15. him. Yes. Okay. And uh, so we dated. Then we got married. Um, and I actually, little change, I, I found out I was pregnant the day we got married. Wow. Uh, so because um, he, he was going in the service and I had to go to go with him. We had to be married. Mm-hmm. So we get married. Um, it's basically us against the world, you know. And at, yeah. now, at 17, now, did you, you think have, that's awesome. Did you have a relationship with your mom? I did. We did. Okay. But it was one of those relationships. It was always um, we could talk about superficial things. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned just not to ask her the questions anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Did she ever know about the sexual abuse? Yes. Oh, she did? She did. What, after or? After. Okay. Yeah. So you did. You told. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, so, you know, you get through all that. Tom and I are together and, and living our life. and he has an affair. And my trust was so in him and all my eggs were so in his basket mm-hmm. that literally everybody was telling me he was cheating on me and I wasn't you would bl- believe it. I would not yeah. believe it. And I came around the corner and saw him kissing the girl myself. Mm. Uh and so my marriage terminated. And I said How long were you married? Uh we were to- we were married about 2 years. Mm-hmm. We were together for 4. Mm-hmm. And I divorced him. I actually my divorce was 2 years after that. Wow. It's interesting that you didn't stay. Yeah, it's yeah. very and justify it. Yeah. That was my one line. That was the one line in the sand for me was cheating, and I even did consider staying, mm-hmm. but then his mistress was pregnant. Oh, oh and so um, you know, mm-hmm. his life took a different path, and mine took a different path, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to stay and be the other woman in my own marriage. That's ridiculous. Wow. You know what I'm what I'm hearing too is. Um, 
you were you were being bullied. Mm-hmm. You could have became a bully, but you didn't do that. Correct. And then you were being cheated on and everything, and you could have stayed, but you didn't do that. No. You know, so just from those, the things that you're right. saying there, I could see yeah. that your life was going to be like, way better. You were already you were forming. Strength and yep. resilience. Yeah, yeah. You were already That's forming that pattern. Age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I got to give my mom, you know, we had, we had our moments and I, I was telling you earlier that we, we overcome that. We learn, we see through different filters as we get older. But my mom was a very independent woman in a time when you weren't independent, uh-huh. you know, being married five times. Right. You, I learned you, you don't have to take certain things or right. you can do it on your own. But I just depended on myself. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to take care of it and do it all myself. So and you, I did. <laughs> so you decided not to stay. And you, so you're in your 20s now, early. Yep. And you've got a baby. I have a baby. So uh, what? I moved back home with my parents um, who were amazing grandparents. So you put all of our teenagers aside. They were there for her like a rock star. Um and I went to work and I kept working. I was an assistant manager at a dollar store and then I was an office manager and they just weren't enough. You mm-hmm. know, when you're raising a kid, Sarah's getting ready to start school and um, I'm like, I've got to have a better job. I got to be there for her. I got to be there to be that mom that does uh, the after school, mm-hmm. you know, do the homework, do all of that kind of thing. So I uh, tripped into the bank at the job, the job at the bank. And worked my way up from there. Mm -hmm. So you just made up your mind to do it for your daughter because you could have gone the other way. I mean, really, I know a lot of people in that that same situation. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and the grandparents are raising the kid. Mm -hmm. No, that was my that was mine. I love my daughter with all of my heart. That was my baby. I I made her. I was going to take care of her. I was going to prove to her that you could do it. I was going to prove to her that you did not need a man to survive, that you could stand on your own two feet. And that's what I did. When did you reconcile or, or contact your biological father? I was uh, about 23 when we found him. Wow. And what was that experience yeah. like? Uh, eye-opening, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Because it turns out that he was actually everything my mom said he was. Wow. Oh, right? really? Mm-hmm. But um, because her messages were mixed, because right. she was sharing them you from had her, to see for yourself from yeah. her hurt, yeah. they were right. always jaded with her perspective. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the most eye-opening experiences I had was he actually dressed up in drag and came out of the bathroom. And when he did, I had a flashback to him standing over my crib, reaching <gasps> in for me. And in that moment, wow. that one moment, you talk about defining moments in your life, I understood my mom so much better. Really? Wow. Because I'm thinking to myself, so if if I was a baby at that time, so it's 1973, 74, you come home from work to find your husband in your clothes holding your baby, wanting to be you. Right. You, they didn't have mm. Facebook and, oh, and yeah. all that oh. stuff. Right. The mere fact that she didn't lose it and end up in an asylum, I give her kudos mm-hmm. for the fact that right. she was able to pick up, take off and and go try to make a better life mm-hmm. for right. herself. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And she did reconcile with him. And then I got a brother out of it. And I love my brother. He's my best friend. Um, and then a couple months after he was born, that was it. She was done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could understand how not having access to the resources that I have now. Right. She couldn't do what I did. Yeah. She yeah. did the best she could do mm-hmm. right. with what she had. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was, that's a hard thing. You have to look back and go, okay, how would I want somebody to see me now? That's, I got to go back and, and maybe let go of some of that resentment that I had for her. Yeah. And, yeah. and let you, it go. So did your dad then, he, did he come out as transgender or did he, like, was that something that he always kept under wraps? Like, mom said she knew from when she met him. I mm-hmm. think there's a small part of her that thinks that she could change, change him. Yeah. Could have changed right. him I if he just had the, yeah. you know, and again, in 19, in the 70s, yeah. that was People didn't big, really even know what yeah. that was. Right. right. So, mm-hmm. um, but he said he knew. I think he told me his earliest memory was seven. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. But I feel like that's pretty powerful as well to have somebody in that time know that about themselves. Like there's yeah. a strength in that mm-hmm. in itself that I think is present in, in you because you're resilient and no matter mm-hmm. what, there's a mm-hmm. strength in that. That yeah. at that time to know that about yourself, I yeah. feel like. Especially yeah. when it was so 
you know, it's just now I feel like in right. 2019 becoming a topic of discussion of yeah. acceptance yeah. Right. versus then that was not that right that was not at all. Is he is he uh, yeah, still no, alive? Both of my no, he had yeah. he has passed away and and my mom passed away three years ago and so yeah. My yeah, my are, dad is alive. The man that raised me is alive, but my mm-hmm. biological father passed away. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And um are you learning more about your mom now that she's gone? Because they do say that like when you lose a parent is when you really start learning mm-hmm. a lot about their life. I think if you take the moment, uh, take time to be introspective all through your journey and your life and start like uh, so raising my daughter and going through some of the struggles mm-hmm. that I went through with her and then comparing them to what happened with my mom, I think you can do that. But yes, I'm starting to learn things because unfortunately we wait till somebody passes away because yeah. we don't want them to be hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or we don't want to drag up things. And so then people start revealing secrets mm-hmm. that they were keeping hidden. Right. And, you know, that has happened in my life recently too. And it's amazing how that can change everything for you yeah, because that person, you know. And you go back and you look at everything they ever said to you and everything that you've ever heard, and it applies, and you're like, why didn't I just listen? Mom was right the first time. <laughs> I, yeah. and, and I like what you said. Once you talked to your dad, you understood your mom better. Yeah, that you was – yeah. yeah. It was everything I could do to not get up out of that chair mm-hmm. and uh, and walk out the door myself. And mm-hmm. I consider myself a pretty open-minded person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, to, to have that memory – yeah, shoot back like that was whoa. Mm-hmm. I wasn't prepared for it. But what? So let's go back to you know, like at fifteen, sixteen, because you know those are probably the most difficult years. You know, especially for teenagers. Whether, oh yeah, you know, fifteen to eighteen is yeah, the worst time in a exactly. girl's life ever. <laughs> well, <laughs> especially you know, single parent at that age. Um, what do you think it was that made you want to fight for a different life? Like, what made you think that? you could achieve it or that you were worth it because that's what a lot of people struggle with. Well, the funny thing is I don't think that I thought I myself was worth it until recently. What kept me motivated, what kept me going was that I had to provide better for for my daughter. daughter. And so as I kept putting one foot in front of the other to be there for her, to not have her walk down the same path, to not have her have the same hurts, to not have her the same struggles. um, And I started doing all the research and and learning and studying psychology and watching thousands of hours of Oprah and um, Donahue, I started to understand things better and start to let things go. And then once I discovered my own self-worth along the way, it became an easier process. But I don't think I started off with the four. I wanted to stop hurting and I wanted life to be better for her. Those were the two main things. So you just kept focusing on I just that kept focusing, nothing else. Right, <clears throat> which was probably better because – Instead of focusing on just feeling better um, about myself and putting all of my energies into other people, I let those things sink in the back of my head. You know, I learn something every day. Mm-hmm. I've learned something today. I learned something, you know, um, and uh, was I was thinking about this yesterday because you told me, you know, think about this. Um, I read the J.C. Dugard story and the Elizabeth Smart story. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I am a I'm a sexual abuse survivor. Yeah. But even what I went through is nothing compared to what they went mm-hmm. through. And I'm like, if JC Dugard can get yeah. up and put and one foot going. in front of yeah, the other, no who am I? You know, like I didn't it wasn't like that for me. Mm-hmm. Um so finding those people that had that common bind and knowing somebody else made it gives right. you the strength to get up and do it yourself too. Right. Now one of the things that you just said was um that you just realized your self worth not that long ago. Yes. So why did it take so long when you've accomplished so much? Probably because, again, the focus wasn't really on me. I it, I would focus my energies on other people, making things better for other people. Um, when did that change? Probably the last five years that I really started um, – getting more more confident my involvement in the chamber was huge in helping me uh get out and be a forefront people um my job was my job i just did what i i had to do i never saw it and i never focused it on 
oh, you're doing great. You're such a great person. It mm-hmm. was like, that's what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when you clean your house, it needs to be done. You do it. Um, when I started dating Lloyd mm-hmm. um, and I started telling him my story um, and I started, he never, it was funny because he is the first person that I told it to who never interrupted me or never talked to me, never asked me any questions about it. And it was literally like bouncing off him and coming back to me. And I realized as I was telling him my story that I had given away all of my own power. I had given away uh, all of my success mm. to the people in my life and took zero credit for anything that I did for myself. Wow. Was it hard for mm. you to tell him, to open up to him? No. What, okay. No, because um, my mom told me this when I was younger and I, it stuck with me for some reason. She said, if you have secrets, it gives people power over you. That's, you know, that's how, why people mm-hmm. blackmail you and they want to make you feel ashamed and so I've always told people, if you have a question, just ask me. If I don't want to tell you, I won't. Mm-hmm. I'll say, I'm I'm not comfortable talking about that. Or, But if we don't talk about it, if we don't have the conversations, then nothing changes. Mm-hmm. Then we're going back to the negative, inform- you know, the closed mm-hmm. in room where nobody talks about anything. Right. Sweep it under the rug. Mm-hmm. It'll go away. Right. It doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. It resurfaces right. itself in some other form yeah. later. Yeah. Right. And that's not what we need right now. Mm-hmm. We need people to be able to constructively convey their feelings so that they can find a healthy and safe resolution to them, not bottle them up. But let me ask you this. So how do you do that when you're 15 or 16 or 17 and you come from an environment that doesn't allow that? Uh, One of the things that I would do was write. I wrote a lot. I wrote in journals. Um, and I, of course, every 15 year old girl. She did girls, say she listened to Oprah. So, I listened yeah. to Oprah. I read books. Yeah. Um, sometimes I would be so angry that I would write letters and I would just write until I could physically not write anymore. Mm. Wow. And I, it was, so you're exhausted when you're done, but then you tear them up and I would shred them or burn them or whatever. So nobody would ever find them. And I had a class. It was like a social studies class. And and they were talking about that, and she said uh, that that was a good way. The therapist that was mm-hmm. in that class said that's actually a very good way to purge your feelings because you're getting them outside of your body, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I recently heard this from someone else this past week. I just heard that too. Is uh, you know, sometimes we talk to ourselves in our head, right? Mm-hmm. So you're we worthless, do. you're useless. Mm-hmm. I can't believe right. you did this. Mm-hmm. Um, but we say it in our inner voice. Try saying it in your outer voice. What do you mean? You mean look out in the loud. mirror and tell yourself that. And yeah. and uh, if you said that to yourself or if you heard yourself saying that to someone else, what would you do? Right. Mm-hmm. Right? right. Because when you hear it, when it's audible, it's a different effect. Wow. Oh, that's powerful. And I that's thought really that was powerful. really, yeah. yeah, I thought that was amazing thought. So have you ever been to a therapist yourself? I recently started therapy. But just now, you just, just started? Just now, yeah. What, I couldn't what made you do it now? Yeah. Um, because I want to make sure that that I'm letting go of the trauma. I'm still mad um, about my mom's death, and I had some things going on at that time with work and home. It was an overwhelming experience for mm-hmm. me. And the the man I'm with now, I love him so much. I want to make sure that my past does Does not destroy my future. Mm -hmm. Wow. Right? So the only way to do that, I've, again, thousands of hours of Oprah and Donahue, Mm because my mom watched Donahue. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom watched Oprah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I watched them both. (laughs) Nothing wrong. They should bring them both back. They should. Right? Um, But because I couldn't afford therapy. Um, and now I'm, I'm in a better place in my life so I can do that. Mm-hmm. But I've exhausted every tool and every resource that I could physically lay my hands on to make sure that I'm doing the right thing. So now I'm working with a therapist just to make sure that, that I'm enhancing my toolbox, you know? Mm-hmm. That's great. So I it's mean, re- I, I'm sorry. Go I'm, ahead. I'm interjecting because you two talk yeah, too much. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Inter- wow. No girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, how has this affected you as a mom? Um, because, you know, you obvi- you grew up in a household where things weren't discussed as a mother with your daughter. How has that changed your relationship with her? Um, it caused me to make some serious mistakes for wow. sure in the beginning because um, as parents, you don't want your kids to hurt. You want to mm-hmm. stop right. them from – you want to make a better life for them. So mm-hmm. I definitely overcompensated mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the beginning, right? So if if I thought it would hurt her feelings or <laughs> – Right. I was, oh, baby, it's okay. It's everything's yeah. perfect. Mm-hmm. I tried to create an environment uh, that was 
Disney perfect. Mm-hmm. That doesn't exist. Right. Wow. So no, it doesn't. <laughs> the the problem with that is that um, I failed to provide her with coping skills that she needed inadvertently. Mm-hmm. So now as we grow together, we're getting better on that. You know, wow. as I as I do that. And I can yeah. recognize that I made mistakes as a parent. Mm-hmm. There's there's no way and it we was all me. Do. We, I yeah. was gonna say yeah. no nobody's perfect. You right. try to be mom yeah. and dad in the same yeah. thing and um, I, I remember I called her dad one day and I said, oh, my gosh, she hates me. And he said, if she hates you, you're doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, no, it, it it does. You know, it sucks. I don't want her to hate me. But, I, you know, and Sarah and I talk about this. Yeah. Um, we're, we're pretty close. Um, we do go at each other from time to time. <laughs> we love each other. Mm-hmm. But we talk about it because her and I want to change the dynamic of our family. We don't want it mm-hmm. to be. The same. We want to stop that. And that's the key. Mm -hmm. You have to want to. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. How do you think that whole experience has helped you in your career? Because you've done really well. And like I said, you're a a well-respected person in our community, a leader in our community. So how do you think all those bad experiences, negative experiences actually contributed to your success? Well, it gave me a high tolerance for um, people who are angry. <laughs> oh. Okay. So a lot of times people start yelling um, and people freeze up. Uh, and I still freeze up occasionally, but they start yelling at you and that you think the problem is their ca- their cup is half empty. And you have to learn to dig deeper and find out what the, the root of that problem is. Um, and you have to be willing to stand there and let them yell at you. And because you couldn't yell at my parents back, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, I'm really good at sitting there going, Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. So what I'm hearing is that you know your debit card's not working and you're embarrassed at the gas station. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. but yeah. you get down to it. The problem is the embarrassment, not the fact that the car's mm-hmm. not working. Right. So you just you you learn to to dig deeper, find out what the problem is, and get them past that, and mm-hmm. not accept that that is uh, personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is uh, that. That has taken 20 years of my career to to not take mm-hmm. things as personal. As personal. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you look back though at everything you've gone through and where you're at today and what your life is like today? And and do you ever look back and think, "Wow, I can't believe I mm-hmm. every have day accomplished. do that." Yeah, every day. Mm-hmm. As you and I talked about before, I, I I I almost feel I feel like I'm a completely different person today than I was then, and I'm, I feel like sometimes I don't deserve this, and that I. So, do you still struggle with that? Uh, yes, I think it, it, if you. You will never stop struggling. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because we want to stop the hurt. And we don't want to struggle. But what we have to learn is that you are always, there's always going to be something that comes up and you're going to struggle with it. And it's, it's, uh, getting through that. Like one of the things I tell my daughter is life can make you or break you. The choice is yours. I let it make me. A lot of people let it break them. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, and when I was younger, I just, I thought, and I don't know why I thought this, but I thought I could get happy and then it would be that way forever. Mm-hmm. But it's not because mm-hmm. something happens. Something yes. comes along that upsets your apple cart, <laughs> right. right? And you have to be able to have the resources to pick your apple cart back up and mm-hmm. push forward. And and don't you think that you also um, start learning a different definition of what happiness is? It's not what you thought it was? Absolutely. Yeah. A- absolutely. Without question. Are you happy? Yeah. I am beyond happy. <laughs> I am probably the happiest I have ever been yeah. in my life. You're in a good place. Mm-hmm. I'm in a really good so place. So you're still searching in your, but, but that's really more from. That's personal growth. Right. Yeah. That's just being, um, growth minded and not closed minded. Yes. Cause I think if you stop growing, you stagnate. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you become resentful of your situation. Why is, you know, you just keep moving forward. And my husband, he's a little bit older than I am. Um, and he says he learns something new every day and he loves it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to stop learning and growing. Right. That's, he says, life is the journey, not the destination. That's true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So where do you see yourself like in five years? Like, what would you love to do? How would you want to take the story and make a difference in the world? I mean, you're already making a difference, but I think there's something even bigger. Yeah. I've, I've been thinking about that a lot recently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually. Yeah. Cause, uh, you know, for a long time, I wanted to write a book mm-hmm. about my story. So, so I've always wanted to help 
people. I always wanted to find that girl in the back, you know, mm-hmm. go back to high school. You're sitting in the assembly and somebody's up there talking and you're like, you don't understand what I'm going through. I'm all by myself. And, and yeah. you don't know. And I want to find that girl. What, what would you say to that girl? Mm-hmm. That it can be better. Mm-hmm. That it, that I, you can make it better. You don't have to have Prince Charming make it better. Um, you, you can escape your circumstances. You can make a better life for yourself. You just have to take the first step. You really have to take the first step. And what's the first step? Depends on what her journey is. But for mine, it was, it was taking a leap of faith and starting a career that I really didn't want to take. Mm-hmm. I, people laugh, but I did not want to be a bank teller when I started. <laughs> um, I thought they were stodgy. And <laughs> I'm not that straight laced. Uh-huh. Um, I'm good at pretending to be, but I'm not that straight laced. And, uh, but I had to do what was right for my daughter and turning that into the career that I've turned it in for my, myself. And that mm-hmm. was being willing to take the, the classes at the bank to take the next step to become the assistant manager, or the manager, and then, um, getting my GED and, and, you know, uh, maybe actually going to college. I've recently be thought about, you know, um, cause all my friends come to me with their problems, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I can help everybody else but myself. That's what, the therapist and I talk about sometimes. I said, "Well, maybe I should become a therapist. Maybe mm-hmm. that's my right. next journey." I was, wow. I'm just, yeah. I was I getting ready the, to say yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I could see you doing too. that. Yeah, so you would be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'll be your first client. Because <laughs> I need someone to bitch about her about. No. <laughs> I was just going to say, can you not say my name? <laughs> I have the supposed no. mom. <laughs> like, let's talk about your mother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh sure. Well, let can... me tell you about my mother. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 believing in yourself enough that you can you can do it and then i got to go to school and 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 do that because mm-hmm. you got to have um licenses to do that mm-hmm. but it's it's scary even at at 46 and i have no problem saying my age because it's just a number um it's scary to think about going back to school and and starting over again but you yeah. can do it yeah you're you young can do it i was just telling Nora this morning i was listening to gary v who mm-hmm. i absolutely adore and he, somebody was he was given a presentation and somebody stood up and said you know i feel like i'm too old because he was in his 50s and you know what gary v said he said this is halftime for you because mm-hmm. you're going to live to your 90 95 what are you going to do with your life this is halftime mm-hmm. i love like, this yeah, is I love that too yeah, yeah i know yeah, that's great it hit home with me because yeah. i always mm-hmm. think i'm too old to do anything I was like, I'm always trying to find hot. an excuse. What are you talking about? I'm, well, <laughs> I'm just trying to find an excuse. I'm too old to clean the house. I'm too old to do that laundry. No, you're too gotta, old. You got to have people for that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Rocky. People. I was going to say Rocky, John Paul, Liv, and David yeah. soon. No, that's, that's no, that not is, And that that's funny because that's one of those things that makes me, you know, we talked a little bit about that imposter syndrome. Yeah, mm-hmm. is which I wanted to touch on. My husband had a cleaning lady when we started. And we use her. And I said, it is not broke. We do not need to fix that. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't thinking about getting rid of her. You guys got married, was he? No, no, I don't think so. But but coming from a poor background where I was the cleaning lady, Mm -hmm. going to where, um, you know, we have a lady that comes in and cleans for us once a week. Nice. It's Mm -hmm. a little uh, different mindset. Mm -hmm. But grateful every day. Yeah. But so the whole imposter syndrome thing, because we talked about it, and it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a real thing. Yeah, you did some research on it too. I think everybody, especially as you start, you know, becoming successful, struggle with that mm-hmm. whole thing of do I really deserve this? What if I'm going to be exposed? What if I'm not really what people think? You know? Yeah. And when you sent me that link, and I sat there and I watched that. Um, I actually cried, which wow. I don't cry very often anymore, but I actually cried watching that because I was like, that woman is inside my head. Yeah. Like she understands completely. I'm waiting for everybody to find out I'm not who they think I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not this smart. I'm not this put together. Here the I'm crazy like, thing is though, you're even more, more amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Because right. to me, I, I'm a college dropout. You know what I mean? And like, you know, I, you see all these people all the time who have these amazing careers and everything else. Oh, I went to college yes, and now I'm this, this and that. Uh-huh. And to hear that you went through this other path and you had an amazing life, an amazing career, and you're this incredible person, it's even more powerful right. and impactful that you be 
all of that in yes. or where you are at. Yes. It's, it's, it's more important it. and yeah. it's more to me. I mean, you, great. You went to college. Good for you. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's amazing. Yeah. That's what you were called to do. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's even more powerful that that's not, that wasn't your path, you right. know? And so I think that imposter syndrome is such a real thing. And I think we all go through it at, a, you we know, do. a little yeah. bit here and there, but yeah. to hear that there was even more adversity is more inspiring by a mile totally than anybody agree. who had a more traditional yeah. path. Yeah. You know, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are going to have to wrap it up here. Um, oh, I don't want to be done. I know. <laughs> I don't ready. Ready. I to I don't <laughs> you, uh, So do you think you might be going back to school then to pursue therapy? I think be- I am. I, you I, should. I, I think, should. yeah. Yeah, that's Definitely. amazing. Yeah. That, and, and I'll, I'll be your second client yeah. so I can <laughs> complain about her. Okay. And then we'll, we'll be your third client. Yeah. Christy, thank you so much for sharing this story. Thank you for um, me. And it's I'm sure such it an amazing story. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. And um, gosh, seriously, I could see you being a great therapist, and it's going to change a lot of people's mm-hmm. lives. So appreciate thank it. Thank you. So, this is how we end our show here. Um, and we are closing the, the uh, show today with um, Kelly Clarkston, Stronger, in honor of you. Thank you. Okay. I love that song. Yeah. And by the way, Kelly Clarkston has a new talk show starting in September. Okay. All right. So what are we doing All right. Doing so we've here? tossed our cookies. Yes. <laughs> and they, whatever way the prongs face, yep. that's what uh, Fortune was meant for you. I didn't do a very good job talking them today, but... Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. So what what are we going to close this with? All right. Um stronger or stronger. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I want a new one. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get a new one. Go on, Rocky. You can go ahead. Uh uh mine says you will be reunited with old friends. Stronger. You don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> I said I want a new one. <laughs> Just go ahead. Um, wait, what am I ending it with? Stronger. 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 Oh, okay. Sorry. A cheerful letter or message is on its way to you. Oh. Stronger. Stronger. Yeah. <laughs> Mine says you will soon be honored. I was supposed to have that one. By someone you, <laughs> you respect. More friends than me. Stronger. <laughs> yeah. A gathering of friends will bring you lots of luck this evening. Oh, what are you doing tonight? Uh, Nothing. Oh, (laughs) go ahead. A golden egg of opportunity will fall into your lap this month. Wow. Stronger. Yep. Wow. I know I got goosebumps. We already said it. We said it. Oh, my gosh. Well, it was a a great way to start the fall season. Thank you so much, Christy. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you guys for listening to The Nooner Show. We appreciate your support, and we hope you get inspired to take a leap of faith. Don't forget to subscribe to The Nooner Show wherever you listen to podcasts. You can uh, follow us on Instagram, at The Nooner Show, or like us on Facebook. And our show today is sponsored by The Parlor Pizzeria in Hadley, Michigan. It is a music-themed pizzeria where pizza rocks. Mm -hmm. And from the makers of Dope Water, if you can be anything, why not be dope? Dope water. (laughs) Sometimes the only mode of transportation available. (laughs) It is a leap of faith. Thanks for taking a leap of faith and happy hump day. Happy hump day. 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 You know the bed feels warmer. Sleeping. Kill you makes you
Kill your man. 